0: Welcome into ATL Day Ones with Jarvis and Tanitra coming up on today's show. How
1: bad do you want it? And the Falcons' official, official ramp up for training camp starts today because the rookies report. Now, the Falcons obviously value Bijan Robinson, but maybe the rest of the league doesn't quite value his position.
0: And last but not least, what would Tanitra do? That's all coming up next, right here on ATL Day Ones. Let's go.
1: This is ATL Day Ones part of Locked On Sports Atlanta. And it starts now.
0: I want to start off by saying thank you for making ATL Day 1s your first listener today. the day. Remember, we are free and available wherever you download your podcast. And wherever you download your podcast, make sure that you leave us a five-star review. Really appreciate that from you in advance. ATL Day 1s is part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. The trade deadline, obviously, is coming up for the Atlanta Braves. And Alex Anthopolis has some decisions to make. And when you think about what is on the horizon, right, like we, 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 we know that, The AJ mentor is on the 15 day IL Kobe Allard just got put on the uh, 60 day IL. And when you're talking about starting pitching versus bullpen, you know, he he has, and and Alex Anthopoulos has to decide whether or not he's going to make a move. We talked about picking up the phone. We understand that he needs to make a move, not desperate, but I think just to have the foresight to be able to get him get a good arm in here and, and have somebody come in and contribute. Has been doing down in AAA, and even Brayden Shoemaker to a certain extent. But I want to kind of focus in on Vaughn Grissom because I understand, you know, the relationship. You you got a chance to talk to him and, and you you, you get, build up some good rapport with him. But do you think, or, or would you be willing to give up a guy like a Vaughn Grissom and or Braden Shoemaker to in order for this team to potentially contend for a World Series?
1: I think you'd be fine giving them up because Orlando Arcia is an all-star. So he's shown you that he's clearly capable of giving the best at shortstop, right? Right. So I think that along with the fact that they brought Charlie Culberson back and he got his first at bat a couple days ago. So I think that you have someone who at least is solid. Now, Ahiri Adrianza, who is also, of course, a backup at that position, is on the IL, 60-day IL to be exact. But it does mean that you would get that third person back who could be a backup to the backup should you need it. So in other words, they have depth at shortstop. So I think that if they have to give up Vaughn Grissom, if they have to give up Braden shoemaker while it's not a move that we would like, because you always want to see those guys come out of the farm system and really be a success with the Braves, on the same token, you just called it. Kobe Allard, 60-day IL. We just found that out moments ago. So you can't overlook that because that means that starting pitching staff, is shrinking. Michael Soroka yeah. may be back because we saw some good things out of him in his relief in the working with the bullpen on yeah. Sunday, but I don't know if that necessarily means he's ready for a start, right? And Max yeah. Fried, good news, he is coming back, uh, at least on his third assignment, right, his third rehab assignment coming Thursday. So I mm-hmm. think we're getting closer. I think we're getting closer, but I still think, eh you either got to go for a pitcher or maybe even AJ mentor getting well, because AJ mentor and Jesse Chavez, of course, had the setback a couple days ago. Your bullpen may actually be your one a, and then your pitching might be one B if not two. Sorry. No doubt.
0: Yeah. So I, I, and I'm, I'm with you because like you said, it's Orlando Garcia, you know, and he's under contract to 2026 too. And like you said, he made the all-star team for the first time in his career so you got to think that or believe that he's going to be able to at least be at that level. And even if he's a little uh, below the all-star level, like because the Braves, honestly, they don't need him to be an all-star because right. he had seven other guys go. Mm-hmm. So And, you know, and when you think about, you know, the guys that were injured you know, and Max Free, you know, we know that more than likely if he was healthy, he was going to be an all-star as well. So. From that standpoint, you look at it as okay. You just need him to be able to go in there and play solid D and give you something that the plate from time to times. And he's been more than he's exceeded those expectations. So I think that you know, given the way he's been performing, uh, I'm 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 with you on the, at the fact that I would be okay with if Alex Anthopoulos said, you know, if somebody. Like your New York Mets, God forbid they actually want to make a trade with the Braves. They want to give up David Robertson, you know, because he's been, been excellent this year. You know, he's a, be a rental player. If in that situation, they say, "Hey, let us give on." I, w- I would at least have to at least strongly consider it, and I think Allison Thopoulos would as well. Now, T, we know SEC Media Days is going down in Nashville. Kirby Smart just came went to the podium, and when we think about all of the controversy and everything that's been going on with, with the, the Georgia Bulldogs with guys speeding. And obviously um, Mr. Willock, Devin Willock and, and the other Georgia employee who was, um um were killed Chandler in the LaCroix. accident. Yeah. Ch- Chandler course, uh, excuse me, um was killed in, in that car accident. All of these things have been synonymous with each other. When, when this, these players have been getting into issues, having issues off the, off the field. Now, I, I think that, I thought it was very interesting that Cedric Van Praan has been actually spoke to, and he was at SEC Media Days with Kirby Smart as well, about how the players have been, the guys that are still here, how they've been dealing with it. It's been tough for the simple fact of um, nobody likes to see themselves, teammates, the people you love, whomever it may be, in a negative light. But also, I think it takes a level of realism to understand that when you make a mistake, you allow people the window or the opportunity to talk negatively negatively about you. I think think that it's just a matter of owning that and understanding, hey, we made a mistake and we gave people the opportunity to say negative things about
1: us. Yeah, I think those are valid points. I think that Cedric Van Pram put it so eloquently, right? And I thought about this, you know, Kirby Smart so far from what we're seeing from some of our colleagues who are actually in Nashville, he has acknowledged that, hey, football hazing and football programs, preventing it, that's on their checklist. Traffic accidents, he's disappointed anytime they have him, but that's on their checklist as well. And we now know uh, that smoke buoy has been dismissed from the program. So we, over the last few weeks have been saying, hey, what is it going to take? Like, what's that next step going to be for Kirby Smart to say he's serious? I don't think it's a coincidence that Bowie got let go today, that he was released from the team today. I think that was a statement to make on the day that you know that UGA is taking the podium to say that we really do have a zero tolerance level when it comes to whatever infraction a player has and the disciplinary action that comes with it. So I don't think that was coincidental, but from Cedric Van Prans perspective, and you can speak on this as well, Jarvis, sometimes it's when you have those player meetings, right? Those are the come to Jesus meetings that make a difference. So while everybody was kind of focused on seeing what Kirby would have to say about the off the field issues, talking about maybe specifics of the plans in place. And if we get more details about that, we'll certainly debrief on it. But I think what Cedric Van Pran actually said was the most important, which is we acknowledge when you give people something to talk about, they're going to talk about it. So he acknowledged it and he said it's up to us to do better it's up to us to be better we've let the university down and he was one of the leaders of the team who actually sat that team down and said hey we need to have some conversation about where we are because we know the end goal is a three-peat and this is not what you do to get us there
0: yeah and and like and and being in a, a college locker room like like when like when Cedric Van Paran said what he said like, it really took me back to when I was in school because, true enough, yeah, the coaches have control over the team and all that stuff, yeah, and they understand they have to be able to leverage, you know, punishment when stuff comes to um, comes to his desk and when it gets into the, the public eye. But the most important people are the players on the team, T, because, like, when I say there were situations that I had to – People brought to me and said, you know what? Hey, Jarvis, uh, we're thinking about doing this. I was like, no, that's a dumb idea. Yeah. No, we don't need to do this. And if you do this, let please let it be known. I'm telling you to your face that I'm not going to vouch for you. I'm not going to protect you because I'm sitting up here and telling you to your face that you don't need to do this because it is not the, the most smart decision because once yeah. it gets back to coach, it's going to be an issue. And once it gets to coach, you you know what time it is. You know it's yeah. what what type of punishment is coming down the line. And I'm not doing that for you. You know what I mean. I, and I'm not going to vouch for you in that particular case. So I, I think that senior that 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 leadership that he showed right then and there it kind of understands that he's one of those guys that the players can come to in those situations because at the end of the day, like the team, your teammates gonna have your best interests at heart. Yeah. Like nobody, no one outside of that building is gonna be on the, looking out for you. They're gonna be trying, like you said trying to talk about you because I'll be honest with you, there ain't nothing to talk about right now, but no, yeah. no games being played. So right. you have to be able to be on your P's and Q's to make sure you're doing exactly what you need to do, you know, leave, leave the campus. So, you know, I think it's maybe a little bit something more to it, obviously, because you know how Kirby is when it comes to information and, and, and revealing everything. I just think right now, this is, this is a good start as to um, Georgia trying to, um, trying to repair what has been going on in this offseason because at, at the end of the day once the season gets going we know that all their attention is going to be focused somewhere else now t when we talk about all these running backs not getting paid yesterday it got me to thinking i'm just like well is Bijan should Bijan Robinson be concerned about him getting his check when in his turn Or Tyler Algier when his turn. He ain't got no fear for your option. So he's going to be coming up a little bit sooner. But we'll talk about that next. But first, have to let you know that this episode of ATL Day 1s is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook. It is the number one sportsbook in America. Guess what, guys? They have a very, very special thing going on just for you when you want to bet on Major League Baseball. You can get to 10 times. Up to 10 times your first bet and bonus bets up to $200. That's right. Just 20 bucks and you'll land $200 and bonus bet wins or lose. That's 200 You can spend betting on everything from the money line, you know, you don't know who's going to hit on home run, Ronald Acuna or Austin Riley. So, yeah, put your money up. Go ahead and get it. And guess what? You don't have to wait around. You're going to get your money instantly. It's safe, secure, super easy to use. There's no better place to bet on the number one sports book in America. So sign up today and visit FanDuel.com slash LockedOn. Get up to $200 in bonus bets. That's FanDuel.com slash LockedOn. FanDuel.com slash Uh That's L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N, FanDuel. Official partner of Major League Baseball.
1: So, the official, official ramp up to the 2023 NFL season begins today. Training camps open for rookies, nine teams across the league, Falcons, of course, included. So, that means Bijan Robinson, Matt Bergeron, Zach Harrison, the whole 2023 class is expected to be in the branch today. And, of course, veterans by July 26th. Now, speaking of running backs and Bijan, you know, you talked about FanDuel, right? And how FanDuel will give you your $200 instantly. Well, there are some players, Saquon Barkley, Josh (laughs) Jacobs, Tony Pollard, that thought yesterday they were going to get their money quickly. And from what all reports are, Saquon was the closest, but didn't get it done. So he tweeted out, it is what it is. And that's where we are today as far as the running backs. And it really is kind of disappointing when you think about the fact that this position is one that has franchise tag on it around the $10 million mark. Amen. Yeah. But so six years ago, it was 11, closer to 12. So, how is down. it that that position, which is so, so coveted by Arthur Smith and the Falcons, how is it that that position is so devalued? I mean, he's building the Falcons' offense around this position. So, how is it, first of all, and why is it, first of all, that for players, who will get you the tough yardage, players mm. who will block some of the monsters coming from the, the yeah. defensive front for the other team. And in this case, also, these are guys who are good at catching. They're pass catchers as well out of the backfield. Mm. Why? And how is that position so devalued in this day and age?
0: 10 years. Let's go back 10, like, say, 12 years and look at what. What, what was considered to be consistent and good as far as passing yards, right? We're talking about between 3,500 yards mm-hmm. or for even maybe even 4,000. Some of the elite guys were throwing 4,000. Now some of the elite guys are doing 5,000 yards to, mm-hmm. and even more, you know, like Patrick Mahomes and even Peyton Manning and before he he got up out of, out, of, out of the league. So I think that, some of that value has been moved from them, being that it's, quote-unquote, a pass-happy league. You know, everybody uses that moniker from time to time. So that's why the position has been devalued. But my whole thing is, like, if we are – and and just kind of – if I could just take a point from, you know, how the Hall of Fame um, quarterback – quarterback's going to be looked at and how they're going to be judged in this era, Mm they're going to be devalued because they understand that, hey – Defenses aren't allowed to do what they used to be able to do. So if we're judging quarterbacks off of that moniker too, why aren't wide receivers being devalued? T? because we see a lot of wide receivers coming in here. They out here balling now, and I'm not now. Let me say this: I'm not talking about Jamar Chase and right. all of those guys, but there are a lot of guys that have been circling around and floating around this league. They they can get you a thousand yards that you probably never even heard of. Yeah. So if that's the case. Why are we then devaluing uh, the running back position when you have to do all of what I just said, like you just said, blocking, running, and then you add on, tack on the guys that can actually catch the ball out of the backfield. Why are we devaluing these guys if you're adding on task to what they have to do? And, right. and not and taking some of the value away from the wide receivers because you can go out and get a wide receiver in the middle mid-rounds, and he can be an absolute baller. You know what I'm saying? Even going back to Antonio Brown days. So mm-hmm. right now, T, I really feel like this is sucks. It sucks for this position because these guys are asked to do so much. And you know what? I really feel this is one of the reasons why now it was a small one. It was one of the reasons why I was like, man, why are the Falcons doing this? Because at the end of the day, all the teams are and that's and and I feel like B. John Robinson should be concerned to you.
1: Yeah, he absolutely should be. And I think going back to the wide receiver position, why is it not devalued? Because it is tied to the quarterback position period. Is that, that's, that's not fair, though. Yeah. It's not, but that's the reality of it. But that's it's reality but yeah. it. and it's not fair because if you think about the wide receiver and the tight end, by the way, that's why that position is not devalued uh, either because that's kind of that hybrid position, but if you look back at the Chiefs and their run, and you look back at the Eagles and their run, they can't do it without Isaac Pacheco, Isaiah Pacheco and Miles Sanders. It, it, it does not happen where it's just going to be the quarterbacks throwing, throwing, throwing. When you get deep into the playoffs and you get teams that are as equally talented as you are, that's where the game starts to separate itself is who can get third and short with a running back versus having to float it down the field and hope that maybe it gets caught. So I think that maybe the league should be looking at it from that perspective. Like the the fullness of an offense is shown and needed later on in the season versus you know where it is now. But I will tell you this, I think that college running backs are starting to get it. And I think that Bijan Robinson, Jameer Gibbs, and those guys are examples of the trend that is happening with running backs, meaning they can be bruisers, they can get you the third down yardage, or they can go for long runs, but ultimately can you catch? I mean, how many times do you and I see Bijan Robinson lined up in the slot lined up as a receiver, so running backs are starting to figure this thing out. Like, okay, just like tight ends started figuring out, and they were pushing the envelope and saying, You got to pay us more, you got to pay us closer to what you pay the wide receivers. I think the running back's answer to not being respected in the league is to say, You know what? Then I'll get the skill set that you value, I'll become a mm-hmm. good pass catcher out of the backfield, and then let's talk about it. So, I think to your point. Bijan John Robinson, yeah, he may be disappointed, but I also think that this current wave of running backs might be the ones that push the envelope to say, hey, we need to get back to a franchise level higher. We need to get back to you understanding the, the full value at the running back position.
0: Yeah. And, and when you think bringing to the Detroit Lions into this position, when you talk about Jameer Gibbs, those are some of the things that, you know, you ha- you're going to have outliers, right? Like, the Falcons may end up paying Bijan Robinson like he needs to be paid. That might happen, um, and and then once Jameer Gibbs, if he pans out as well, they might do the exact same thing. But it's it's truly unfortunate that we're talking about two teams that are willing to you know step outside of their boundaries and step outside of what everybody is doing and all the cool kids are doing and everything mm-hmm. and and throwing around all these past happy blah 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 blah. Yeah. Um, I commend those teams. But it shouldn't be just two teams out of 30 right. that potentially could pay running backs what they're worth, because that is something that is just truly unfortunate that, that, that these guys have to deal with.
1: It really is, because when you look at the draft, like you said, those two players, Bijan and Jameer, went in the first round, right? Yeah. So you don't get another running back to be drafted until the middle of the second round. And then you have to wait again until about the middle of the third round. So I do think that there is going to be some continued conversation about how to position, no pun intended, but position that position to indeed be one where you can see the value that it is. Because, again, I go into the depth part of the season, right? Mm-hmm. When you're scheming for, and especially when you're scheming for after a while, you kind of scheme for the, the receivers, right? And yeah. think about, and, and the passing game, think about when the uptick got there for Tyler Algier. Now granted, some of the uptick may have been as the season got be- got wear- wore on and he got to play more, he got better. I- I'll grant you that. But I'll also grant you that as the season got better or as the season progressed, those teams that the Falcons were playing got worn down by that run game. So yeah. I do think that there's value in it. Also, if you have a coach, to your point, like an Arthur Smith who knows what to do with the run game.
0: Yeah, I, I think that, you know, Arthur Smith, um, I commend him for, 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 for going this route, right? Because I, I'm, I'm looking forward to a lot of these experts and guys who are so hell-bent on promoting quarterbacks and wide receivers, like you mentioned earlier, and, and, and prove them wrong. Because at the end of the day, like you said, once the game slows down, in, in, in December and in January, the teams that run the ball the best, they typically are gonna go pull that bad boy out. Because even I even go back to that Super Bowl um that paid man won with the Colts. They yeah. Dominic Rose was the guy. He yeah. was the guy that was the catalyst for them and Bob Sanders as well on defensively. Mm-hmm. When we talk but about offensively, yeah for, for them the be offense, able to yeah yeah for be able to run the football like they be and be balanced. We know hey man it can throw for four five hundred yards yeah but when you're talking about balance putting that balance in and bringing that balance in with a, a running back that can get the job done yeah. that's what that's the money maker those are the, the championship level type teams and i hope that you know uh arthur smith and dan campbell can be guys to champion it and also prove that it works and and, and essentially because you know how it you know how the, how the uh, thing go in NFLT, FLT. right like when it's a copycat league so if yep. they if arthur smith messed around and goes on a run and gets to goes to the super bowl or if the lions get on a run and go to the super bowl did i just say that um you know the teams are gonna
1: start you know say so you know what we might need to get back to running the football a little bit right. <laughs> or if you have a team like the 49ers and they end up going with a brock purdy And there he's more, he becomes more of a game manager, and Christian McCaffrey gets them there. I think that's going to be huge as well. They're going to need, you're going to need some names at the running back position to be the obvious catalyst for how their team got deep in the playoffs, if not to the Super Bowl. And, And you're right, like, there was Tony Pollard literally carrying the Cowboys on his back when. Zeke Elliott didn't look like Zeke Elliott ever again last season. And we looked at the fact that, okay, your quarterback, Dak Prescott doesn't really look like Dak Prescott, the good Dak, right? Mm -hmm. So where do you go? To Tony Pollard. And he's the one that gets you through the season and keeps you in contention. So yeah, hopefully maybe this will start some conversation for teams to reevaluate how they value their running backs. What do you guys think though? We know that. Bijan Robinson being drafted at eight was an issue. We know that that shocked the world and that kind of frustrated some of the uh, Falcons fans, but do you guys see the value? Do you see the rationale or what Arthur Smith's thought process was in getting Bijan and even the Lions getting Jameer Gibbs, or are you on the side of saying eh, running backs? They are a dime. It doesn't just like wide receivers. We get one, we use it, use that person and we get them out. Let us know by putting a comment in the chat when you check us out on YouTube. And of course, don't forget to check out atl day ones wherever you get your podcasts
0: but t this is for the culture it is the intersection between sports entertainment the culture and sometimes whatever the hell we want to talk about because that's just how we get down on the show today is no different t when you think about you know birthday celebrations you know what i'm saying like people get together and go do the whole b-day dinners to kind of get kick things off and then they might go to a club go get a section and all that stuff and you know just go out there and have a good time and celebrate the person was celebrating another trip around the sun so this young lady you know we don't have her name because you know it was on a little TikTok video uh she was out celebrating the birthday you know they were out there deep they got all type of food and everything on the table then it was a little argument that ensued so apparently they had a forty six hundred dollar bill t um and they, there were some guys up there explaining mansplaining um, saying that, hey, y'all order lamb chops, y'all order steak, y'all ordered all of this. I'm not paying for that. And because the person, I guess, whose birthday it was, she said they should split the bill. Now, T, uh, where do you sit on um where how this thing should this conversation should have uh, gone, you know, as as they were sitting at this table talking about a
1: forty six hundred dollar bill. Good lord. You've got a level set before that event. Like yes. if you intend to ball out of control, but expect somebody else to pay for the balling out of control, you're the problem. So mm-hmm. you should have really set the, the table and the expectations. I have a, a friend who's celebrating his birthday this weekend. Right. And mm-hmm. so Thursday we're going to one spot Friday, we're going to another spot. And one of the things he's been telling his people is, Hey, you know, be prepared to kind of take care of your own. Now we might get a round of drinks for everybody, but as far as if you want to eat a meal, you might want to do that before you get here, or you may want to be prepared to pay here. I think you just have to level set that, but I'll also say this. you got to be careful about being disrespectful as well, because one of the things that frustrated one of my friends was saying, Then this wasn't at a birthday celebration per se, but it does still resonate, and it's still important or relevant for what we're talking about right 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 he said he's got a friend in our crew who time and time again will pull up to an event and she wants a drink she wants to get a meal she wants this that and the third and never ever pays like doesn't even pump, pump fake and try to like get her wallet or get you know do her apple pay just nothing doesn't really say thank you and it's like, are you kidding? Like, this ain't your man. So, I mean, I just always go out. Like, yeah, I believe in chivalry, and yeah, my dudes know, my guys know. Be ready to pay, because whether you're my friend or family, significant other or not, you are gonna pay in all likelihood. However, yes, every now and again, I am going to try to pay. Most of my guy friends still say, "Nah, sis, I'm good. I'll, I'll take care of that for you." And sometimes they'll even take care of the rest of us, but my crew most of them my crew doesn't come to the party or the event expecting that they yeah. they come prepared in case it doesn't happen and if it does happen we always let them know that we appreciate them right
0: yeah absolutely.
1: definitely let them know that we appreciate them so t
0: here's the thing like you know i'm gonna give y'all some game out there if y'all out there listening you know as far from a relationship standpoint i feel like i got a few little things that i've experienced that i'm going through right now that probably help y'all out Here's the thing, like T and I have gone out, you know what I'm saying? You know, had a little drink or whatever after, after a Falcons game. Yeah. But you know why? Do, you, do y'all know why? I know T knows. But do y'all know why I paid for, for, her, for her stuff? Because she gives off an aura that deserves to be paid, right? Mm-hmm. Because when you come in with a level of expectation for somebody to pay something for you, what are you bringing to the table? Yes. yes. T is a good friend. Yes. she she comes to my house. You know what I'm saying. When I have yes. a st- certain you know uh, gigs and stuff like mm-hmm. that, and you know, and we all, we make money together. You know what I'm yes. saying. We do this show together. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying. She cool. She my folk. Right. You know what I'm saying. And and then if if that's the the friendship, right? That's the friendship. Exactly. You know, that draw the line right there. Right. to get no ideas. But if you are talking about wanting to be in a relationship with somebody, yeah. guess what? how much more you have to bring to the table in order for me to feel comfortable paying for you. Because at the end of the day, a guy don't wanna spend his hard on money, T. That's the worst thing that can happen to a dude. Spend his hard on money on a a female, you know, that, you know, is looking for him to pay for her and not willing to, not saying that it has to be transactional, like he has to give her something in return. I mean, she has to give him something in return. But just a standpoint of knowing that you're gonna have a good time knowing that she's genuine by coming on this date with you and and, and is really legitimately interested in you and doesn't ha- and he shouldn't have to pay in order for that to be the case so i yeah, think that yeah. you know it was a situation where i kind of felt bad for the for the dudes because they're gonna get yeah. talked about especially on social media oh, oh you know it broke yeah. and all this stuff and but i just saying like but at the end of the day people just give off good vibes give yeah. off good aura Like bring something to the the table before you expect people to pay for something. Indeed,
1: and have a and have your right, have your rules established, (laughs) and also, yeah, like give a little for the friends that were at the table. You know, there was a time where Jarvis and I we were you know struggling media personalities, if you will. And sometimes I would cover us if we were headed up to Falcons. Sometimes he would cover us, just depending on what week it was. But I think when you establish that way, then people are more. Your your guys are more. Um, in tune, and they're more apt to say, I got you, sis. I got you, sis. And that, that's something that you appreciate. Don't take it, don't take it for granted. And in fact, like you said, with relationships, definitely don't take it for granted because that could be a deal breaker. Now, what we hope is not a deal breaker is. The Braves playing the Diamondbacks. Hey, they did really, really well against them in the beginning of June. Of course, that was uh, a series in Arizona that they won, lost the first game, came back and won the last two. That was a good, good series for them. Now the Braves have lost three of five. That's so crazy to he- hear, right? It is. But of course, super. that's dating back to before before All-Star. They've had a day to rest. We expect them to get back at it, and we're going to talk about it tomorrow tomorrow any more reaction from sec media days anything that comes out from there we'll tell you and if we hear anything about things going on at the branch especially with Bajan and company we will let you know so don't forget download us on youtube drop some comments in the chat and make sure wherever you download your podcast you download atl day ones too
0: and last but not least before we get out of here make sure you guys share love show love and most importantly before you pay that bill (laughs) Spring <laughs> <This> <laughs>